in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Well, we're starting another hot week here in Texas. A very good evening to you. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. Even with the warnings, ERs are seeing more people coming in from heat-related illness, and many are people who have to work outside in these hot conditions. Nabil Ramadna tells us what anyone who has to spend time outdoors right now needs to know. A few minutes outside. I'm dying. This is not water. This is sweat. Can leave you sweaty and even dehydrated. I definitely feel like I've been drinking a lot of water. Kibbs Fertillis, a camp counselor. He says keeping campers cool is important. That's why he stays inside with his campers as much as he can. All of our sports, like maybe our more intense sports, are done indoors. But for some, there's no way to avoid working in this extreme heat. Construction crews like this spend most of their day outside, but that can be a danger. In the last two weeks, we've seen a dramatic increase in call volume for heat-related emergencies. What the emergency departments are seeing are those younger, younger males coming in, workers that are working in, you know, pretty harsh environments. According to Austin Travis County EMS, they've responded to 118 heat-related illness calls in the last two weeks. Unfortunately, we do see some deaths on occasion. Kristen Hullum and RN at St. David's Round Rock Medical Center says hydrating and taking in more electrolytes can help. But even with that, you should look for signs of heat-related illness. But as soon as you start feeling a little weak, a little dizzy, maybe nauseous, that's your body telling you that it's getting overheated. Bertilla says he drinks plenty of water and stays in the shade as much as he can. But when it comes to the Texas heat... He's over it. I'm from Massachusetts, so this is something I'm not used to. Uh, and as far as being here, it feels like you're in hell. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And in the East Texas city of Marshall, a line worker from West Virginia died last week while working in the extreme heat. And then also in Dallas earlier this month, a U.S. Postal Service worker died from possible heat-related illness while delivering mail on his route. And going in depth right now, Governor Greg Abbott recently signed what opponents call the Death Star Bill that will take away some of the ability of local governments to pass laws that are stricter than state legislation. One casualty of the bill, Austin's rule that requires water breaks for construction workers. IBEW Local 520, which represents electrical workers, points out that Texas leads the nation in construction worker fatalities largely due to overexposure from heat. And we do have Jim in for David, this evening and Jim, these temperatures, uh, they're pushing ERGOTs to issue a weather watch lasting through Friday, meaning extra stress on the grid, but experts anticipate grid conditions to remain normal. Yeah, losing power for an hour or two because of the extreme heat is the least of our worries. I mean, this is dangerous, deadly heat. You reported on the uh, the construction worker. Mm -hmm. We've had local construction workers who have been reported to be transported to the hospital from a heat uh, stroke, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, so they, have, they reported the little boy uh, out in West Texas, Big Bend National Park, hiking out there at 119 yeah. degrees, and he didn't make it. So this is deadly stuff. Yeah. This is not our normal heat, folks. I want to really emphasize that to you. Yeah, we get to 100 degrees or more you know, very frequently uh, in the summertime, but we're supposed to be 94 right now. That's our average high right now, 94. This is not normal, so let's not treat it as a normal summer in Austin at this point. We've got heat advisories, excessive heat warnings in effect again today. Heat index forecast readings up to 114 degrees this afternoon. We've been as hot as 110 in Austin uh, this afternoon. Let's take a look at what we have out there right now. Not a cloud in the sky. I mean, that sun is just beating down on us. It has dropped below 100 out in uh, Westlake right now. Live view from our Lorenz and Lorenz 
360 camera looking out over West Austin. Right now, it feels like 108 in Austin, 111 down in Fayette County, even out in the Hill Country. No relief for you. Uh, San Sav has seen some rain lately, but they still have a heat index right now at 109. Keep in mind, most importantly, those cars in the back seats of those cars, children might be left behind. Don't ever leave a pet in the car. We're talking at 95 degrees. It can feel like 164 degrees inside your car. That's deadly, and this can happen in minutes, folks. So please be cognizant of this when it comes to small children and to pets. That's where we see a loss of a life every single summer when we have uh, heat waves like this one. Let's have this summer not be one of those. Okay, when might some relief be coming? We will talk about that coming up in First Warning Weather. All right, Jim, thanks so much. Power is out for people in South Austin, but it's not because of the heat. A construction vehicle snagged a power line and caused a small grass fire there. This happened in the area near South I-35 and East Slaughter Lane, Old Lockhart Road, and Bradshaw Road, cutting off power to over 5,000 customers. We do have a look at Austin energy's outage map and it looks like power is coming back on right now just over 1700 customers are without power nurses at ascension seton medical center in austin are starting a one-day strike tomorrow in order to quote protest management's resistance to bargain in good faith now the group says this would be the biggest nursing strike in texas history a statement from Ascension Seton reads in part, quote, We are disappointed that National Nurses United made the decision to proceed with a strike, especially given the hardship this presents for our associates and their families, and that they, quote, have a comprehensive plan in place to ensure that there is no disruption in service for those who are entrusted to our care. Now, we've reported the hospital is bringing in outside credentialed nurses to fill in. The 24-hour strike starts tomorrow morning at 645. Florida Governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis visited the Texas border today to call for greater border control. Now, among the governor's proposals, use military resources to block the flow of fentanyl, restore the Remain in Mexico policy, end birthright citizenship, and strengthen penalties for human trafficking. He also vowed to reform the system of asylum, which he says has been abused. We'll make it very clear to people, we'll make it very clear that while we support the idea of bona fide asylum, 90 plus percent of these cases are not legitimate and it's being used to be able to shoehorn them into this country um, against the law. So, so we're going to definitely do that. To other news now, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the turmoil and near mutiny in Russia has revealed cracks in Vladimir Putin's power that could have implications for the ongoing war in Ukraine. And as NBC's Alice Barr reports, President Joe Biden is speaking about how he's coordinating with allies as President Putin addresses his nation. Global fallout today from this weekend's short-lived but dramatic armed rebellion in Russia when the Wagner mercenary group seized a key Russian city and marched stunningly close to Moscow before apparently striking a deal and turning around. It posed the biggest threat to President Vladimir Putin's power in more than 20 years. President Biden saying he's been in close coordination with NATO allies. We gave Putin no excuse to blame this on the West or to blame this on NATO. We made clear that we were not involved. 
The Russian mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin filmed Saturday among a cheering crowd in the Russian city his men had captured is now believed to be in Belarus. In a new audio recording today, he says he was not trying to oust Putin from power, but acted to protect his fighters, who he claims without evidence Russian forces had intentionally bombed. Prigozhin says his mercenary troops have refused demands to be absorbed into the Russian military, whose leadership he has forcefully accused of botching the invasion of Ukraine. I think we've seen more cracks emerge in the, the Russian facade. It is too soon to tell exactly where they go. President Biden says he's been in close contact with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, seen today greeting troops near the war's front lines. President Putin addressing the Russian people tonight, vowing to hold the rebellion's organizers accountable while thanking the individual Wagner Group troops for stopping their march and avoiding bloodshed as Moscow scrambles to project authority with the world watching. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. The shooter accused of killing five in a Colorado nightclub last year is heading to prison. How long they'll be behind bars? And they say everything is bigger in Texas, but that's actually now true for Tennessee. We have a look at the world's biggest gas station, a Texas favorite that just opened up there. The shooter who opened fire at a Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub, killing five people and hurting 17 others, will spend the rest of their life in prison. 23-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich, who identifies as non-binary, was given five life sentences without the possibility of parole for the murder charges, as well as an additional 2,200 years for attempted murder. Aldrich pleaded, guilt, not, pleaded guilty as part of a deal that assured a sentence of life in prison. Oh, we now know how Days of Our Lives actor Cody Longo died after being found unresponsive in a home here in Austin back in February. The medical examiner's report we obtained says he died from a chronic alcohol abuse. The report also states numerous bottles of alcohol were found at the scene and a family member says Longo had a quote history of significant alcohol consumption. Well, eight years ago today, marriage became legal for same-sex couples in the United States. And a Travis County judge is honoring that anniversary, how he's making sure couples get their special day for free. Well, our drought is expanding as we continue to see well below normal rainfall in the Austin area. In fact, this is supposed to be a wet month for us. We should have about three inches by now on average. Uh, we're only at an inch at Camp Mabry, and the drier you get, the hotter you get. This is not a good situation. We'll talk about the heat wave in progress right now and how long to expect it coming up. Times have certainly changed from the 1980s with gas stations now offering far more than chips and sandwiches. And here in Texas, we know that that is true for Bucky's. And now everything's bigger in Texas. That mindset is headed to Tennessee. NBC's Kathy Park was there to welcome the world's largest Lone Star State staple to the volunteer state. This morning, the largest gas station in the world is open for business. Right next door to the Great Smoky Mountains, the newest Bucky's in Sevierville, Tennessee, is supersized, spanning 74,000 square feet with 120 gas pumps, more than 350 employees, and a larger-than-life beaver mascot that can be seen for miles on the interstate. Y'all, Bucky's is the mecca 
of the South. Born in Texas in 1982, the Bucky's chain expanded across the South, becoming a freeway phenomenon, offering travelers more than just a spot to fuel up. Let's see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> what in the Walmart gas station? Y'all, I think I'm in love. What's the best way to describe Bucky's? Well, Bucky's is a travel destination. According to a recent survey, these days many consumers are taking their time to enjoy the amenities that gas chains have to offer, spending anywhere between 16 to 24 minutes per stop. And some will even drive up to 20 minutes out of their way to visit a favorite station. Cleanliness, prices, food quality, and customer service keep them coming back. Let's give it up! Angela calls herself a true Southern girl and is now bringing years of experience in the kitchen to Bucky's. My grandmother taught me to make all the good homemade fudge. Her co-worker Mindy worked 16 years as a teacher, leaving the classroom for a whole new experience. I'm from originally from Arizona, so when I heard it was coming in, I was like, what is a Bucky's? <laughs> This year, Bucky's took the top spot as Forbes Customer Experience All-Star. Welcome to Bucky's. Scoring points for their friendly staff. Everybody's so nice. I love it. Bathrooms and their barbecue. Chops, brisket on the board. Chops, brisket on the board. We slow smoke it, we season it up, we inject it, and we get it out to the store. And we slice it up fresh for you right in front. Randy Pauly is the director of barbecue operations who handed me my own Bucky's badge. All right, now we're Now official. I'm official, an honorary pit master for the day. And put me to work making their signature brisket sandwich. Look oh, at I all that this. barbecue. I can do this all day. You got this. <laughs> Look at that sandwich. I'm, I'm telling am you. Am I hired? You're in. <laughs> okay, so that was Kathy Park reporting, and don't worry, everyone. Texas will take back the title for the world's biggest gas station. Bucky's is constructing a 75,000 square foot location in Lutling. You Not just passed by. Yeah, I was there over the weekend. Had some barbecue. It was, never disappoints. Yeah, we got to spread the the love to the rest of the they're, world. Right? They're everywhere. I know. Right? Up and down I-35. You know, I go to Oklahoma a lot to yeah, see my family, yeah, yeah. and I always stop on the way up and on the way back and. <laughs> Try to figure out what I'm not going to take <laughs> yeah. home this time. Pickled okra last time was my was my new thing. It's a fantastic, let me tell you. All right, let's get into uh, the almanac here. I want to show you the high temperature today. At least we didn't get to the record. 109 is 105 degrees this afternoon. 78 degrees the morning low, close to the record, but uh, not quite there. Uh, our normal right now is 94, by the way. Did you see that? Heat advisories, excessive heat warnings in effect. The heat warnings in red, the heat advisories in orange with forecast heat index readings up to 114 through 8 p.m. tonight. These will be in effect again tomorrow. In fact, all the way to Friday, right? All right, current temperatures around the area. Uh, upper 90s down to the southeast. Everybody else still above 100. Uh, 106 degrees in the Llano area. These are thermometer readings. These aren't the heat index readings, meaning you combine the humidity and the temperature and how hot does it feel out there when it's so sultry. These are those temperatures. It feels like 112 in the shade in LaGrange right now, 108 in Austin, 110 in Georgetown. Again, these are dangerous levels of heat. You can easily exert yourself too much uh, out there in the heat. So frequent breaks, stay out of this afternoon sun, uh, air conditioning when possible. If not, uh, at least find some place to cool down or some way to cool down. Go to KXAN.com, by the way, and click on the main weather story today. We've got a special link today to family elder care. We already need fans. You've been seeing the announcements for uh, our coming fan drive. We need them now. We need them right now. I've got a link for you there to get to Family Elder Care to donate uh, to the summer fan drive. Lake Travis 
It needs water and it. It's 45% uh, full. It would take 32 feet of water, three stories of water, just to get this 65-mile-long lake back to its average level for June. So, yeah, we've got a lake drought, too. 102 is the current temperature at Lake Travis. The water feels good right now. 103 in Austin feels like 108. Pollen count today, mold is medium. Uh, grass showed up today, hickory and oak in the low category. That is all. It's worse elsewhere. It's 111 in San Angelo uh, at this hour. San Angelo twice in the last week has hit 114 degrees, both times breaking their all-time hottest temperature ever. Why is it so hot? We have a heat dome just parked right on. It's actually centered just a little bit to the west, and it's going to be shifting our direction. So tomorrow, Wednesday, going to be awful around here, but then it slowly begins to shift on eastward too, taking a little pressure off of us, bringing the temperature down a little bit, maybe even allowing for a rain shower to return to the area, although most of that activity will continue to rotate around us as higher pressure will be the dominant weather feature for us. If we do get rain over the next seven days, that's what we're looking at. I mean, that is a nothing. Tonight, 78 for an overnight low. That is a near-record warm low in the morning. Tomorrow, I bet we hit 105 again. Uh, dangerously hot weather will continue. Seven-day forecast. Now, remember how the high kind of shifts slowly east? As a result, the temperatures slowly come down a little bit. Now, again, this is still way above normal, but at least we could get back below 100 degrees here in about a week or so, maybe even some rain about a week from today. We'll be right back. New this evening, prosecutors will seek the death penalty against Brian Koberger, the man charged in the quadruple murder of four Idaho college students. This as his attorneys are working to clear his name, and they're accusing the state of hiding in its entire case by seeking to protect information about the genetic genealogy investigation they say led to his arrest. Now, in their finding, Koberger's lawyer claims two additional sets of male DNA were found within the victim's house, as well as another unknown male's DNA on a glove found outside the house days after the murder. Now, this comes after prosecutors found Koberger's DNA to be a statistical match to DNA found on the knife sheath that was found at the scene of the murders last November. Tomorrow, both sides will face off in court again. Koberger's lawyers will argue for the release of materials they say are needed to contest his grand jury indictment. Well, eight years ago today, the Supreme Court determined that the Constitution recognizes a national right to same-sex marriage. Earlier that year, the Travis County Clerk's Office issued the first marriage license to a same-sex couple in Texas. And to honor the day, a Travis County judge is making sure that right stays true by offering to marry people free of charge. KXAN photojournalist Frank Martinez was there for 24 couples' special day. I was blown away when I heard that this was going to happen, and uh, it it was the right right decision. I knew immediately. I I texted him and was like, "So we have a wedding date now." In sickness and how to love and to cherish as long as we both shall live. I just think that it's an honor and a privilege to be here and show everybody that all. Parts of our government in Travis County, including the judiciary, um, really respects um, everybody in our community. <laughs> I get to now say I'm dedicated to you and I get to live my life for you and with you. By the powers vested in me by the state of Texas, I now pronounce you married. You a kiss? <laughs> yeah. 
well, we didn't have to pay for uh, camera crew. We've got uh, hors d'oeuvres, we've got flowers, we've got decorations. Um, yeah. It was, no, everything we, we could have we wanted, I think. Yeah. It was real special. And a congratulations to all the couples. We're coming up on KXAN tonight at 7. It's a new episode of American Ninja Warrior, followed by The Wall at 8 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, it's The Weakest Link. And then we'll be back with KXAN News at 10. And, of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.